This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Chris Billet. My name is Paul Anderson. My name's Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Maddie Robson, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. I'll just... Yeah, um, I can hear everybody. Unfortunately, we obviously we can't see Wills. I'm sorry, I got confused. I remembered telling <laughs> 8 o'clock, and then you did say 7, didn't you? And when I sent that message out, as soon as I sent that message, I was like... Ah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, so... I mean, I've, uh, I've I've kept us both waiting this time, but Liam's been smashing the darts, man. And for the first time ever, <laughs> and for the first time ever, I've been thinking about watching a bit more darts because like, I've never really <laughs> um, just thinking but, about watching more. This, this, after what happened, this after what happened over like the past week, um, and obviously was class. the nine darter thing, and and like uh, the atmosphere just looked amazing. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know a lot about it, still don't, um, but like, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry we're late. I'm glad you got to practice your darts, slowly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get on with things, we'll get on with things. Oh, how's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is, of course, episode 91, and I am buzzing to be joined by the two men that I like to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right, I'm talking about Liam and Wills. Welcome back to the podcast, lads. Hey. 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 Thanks for coming back. Now, like, in, in the sort of preamble last week for our sort of big comeback podcast, we, we had a bit of a discussion that went on for quite a while uh, about England. So in advance, I have asked you uh, this yeah. question. So hopefully we won't necessarily go off on too many tangents. It's just the one question. Yeah. I feel like we kind of left things uh, at the end of the last discussion hanging over the fact that maybe England might need a new manager. Me and Liam were thinking that. Will's thinking maybe what could we do if we had to do better? And that got me thinking, what could, what, where could we go? You know what I mean? And Liam, you suggested Daesh, but, you know, maybe, you know, now you've had the whole plethora and the whole question open to you and you could kind of go for anyone. Uh, do you want to kick us off? I mean, the next England manager, I'm not saying when it's going to be. We both know when we want it to be, you know, soon. But... Um, <laughs> we're just, we're, you know, it, it, it would do like next in the driver's seat if you could literally have the, you know, the full plethora. I'm going to stick with what I said, to be honest with you. I forgot I said Sean Dyche, but I'm going to say him again. 
just because I think it's such a myth that he's like a dead defensive 4-4-2 manager. When you remember like Burnley when they're in the championship, they played some nice attacking stuff. And I just like him. You know, I've I'm gonna stick with Sean Dyche because I think he's just a really good manager, and I think it's a bit of a disgrace that he hasn't been given a chance at one of the top clubs. But another one that came to my mind as well is with Chelsea not doing too well, you know you know how Chelsea I would suck at managers. Yeah. Graham Potter, who they've got. I was thinking he could be a really good option if he was to get sacked. I hope he doesn't get sacked because I like him and I think if Chelsea are ever going to go forward with the club, they need to stop just sacking managers without even giving them a transfer window. But either Sean Dyche or Graham Potter would probably be my choices. Yeah, I mean, is that predominantly the English thing or is it like partly because of the young, young as well? Yeah, well, I, I like to have an English manager in charge of the England team. I wouldn't be too opposed to having another manager, but it's just it's a lot more of a pull to managers if they are managing their national team. Like it'll mean more to Sean Dyche or Graham Potter managing England than it would to say like a a Tommy Tuchel or someone like that. You know, like it 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 it'll mean more to the manager themselves to manage their own national team. So that was just that was my thinking behind it. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I understand that. Wills, um, I yeah. mean, now you've had a bit of a chance to think about it. Uh, yeah. Where would you go? What would you look for? Um, I'd go with Mikel Arteta. Mm. I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. the doors are wide open, then, yeah. Why, why, yeah, why you can just you... kind of pick anyone. Yeah, yeah, why, but why, though? It's just because he's doing the best right now. Yeah, he's doing well. I mean, he's, he's doing well as well, considering what he inherited and so the improvement that he's made at Arsenal. And he's done that bringing through some good English, you know, some good young English players who are also a key, you know, well, Saka anyway, a key part of the England team. Um, and I think we've talked as well about um, Liam. Do you, did, did you say that you'd rather see Ramsdale in goal than... Pickford. I did. So that's yeah. another player that Arteta's got. Well, one of the Liams said it, I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. And uh, I mean, that would be a way to open that door, yeah. Um, I go, uh, I, I mean, like, as I always do when these yeah. open questions, I go, try and go for a bit of a curveball. So I do Here went we go. for <laughs> Bielsa. Okay. Right? Because yeah. I, <laughs> I think, like, if hear, good I don't think it's too bad. I think what England kind of need right now is a man with a lot of experience and a steady head, but also with that attacking game plan that's willing to adapt to his better players and try them in different positions. And, and you know, once, once, I, I just think he, he'd do quite a good job with England. He'd be able to take that team to the next level. He'd be good with young talent. He'd get the best out of certain players, uh, like Phillips. And, um, yeah, I think Bielsa would be just, just, just being all around. Pretty good show. He'd be the exact opposite of Southgate, wouldn't he? Like he's literally the polar <laughs> opposite. Like yeah. Southgate too defensive. He'd also, to... you can argue, is far too attacking. So you know, you're literally. <laughs> Do we have them as joint managers? No. <laughs> That'd be a sitcom. <laughs> That'd be a sitcom, mate. Um, but. Uh, I mean, I mean, there we go, man. There we go. We'll we'll, uh, we'll crack on with things, but before. We crack on with things before we forget about something that's quite important in the tradition of this podcast. At this point of the show, it's time for one thing and one <laughs> thing only. It's time for the Blue Army Podcast Joke of the Week. Remembered. <laughs> <laughs> the remembered edition. <laughs> Is he so, having a laugh? I we did send him a reminder about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Blue Army <laughs> Podcast <laughs> Joke of the Week. <laughs> 
What kind of monkeys explode? Oh, baboons! <laughs> yeah, that was all right. That was yeah, all right. Nice laugh. quick timing as well on the punchlines. Yeah, yeah, you got to laugh. You can't <laughs> think about it too much, really. You know what I mean? You gotta get it. You gotta get it if you think about it too much. So you have to jump in. You have to jump in. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, for once I actually did smash uh, a punchline rather than telling the joke. <laughs> Those instructions are rather helpful. Um... <laughs> Right, anyway, we'll crack on with things. We've got that out the way now. It's time to talk about what we're really here to talk about. It's Carlisle United. And uh, this episode is going to be more focused on transfers, transfers, transfers. And we'll start with the transfers, goings, ins and outs. And we'll start with the outs. Uh, Mainly, I mean, they are just people leaving um, loans being terminated, unfortunately. Sonny Hilton's gone back. Uh, to Fulham, and there's been no further development there. Uh, I'm not to say that he, he won't pop up uh, at this level again in, in a week or two and, and then maybe have to come down Brunton Park. You know, there might be a couple of teams interested in him a little bit closer uh, to Fulham. I think, though, he might drop down a level and and then he'll, he might actually get a, like a real run of games. I think he'd probably do well. Uh, if he dropped out another level and, and and really got an opportunity, like just like going into a team and pretty much looking like their uh, best player, but Mister Drax Threaten uh, was a bit more of a weird tale. Um, so it was released that Drax Threaten's loan was finished with us at Carlisle United. He was recalled back to Derby County, and within fifteen minutes, he signed with a different county, Stockport County. Uh, so we'll get to see him again. This season, there was a fee involved, undisclosed so far, is all I've been able to find out about the fee. Uh, and there's been various rumours about whether or not Carlisle tried to match the bid and maybe couldn't match the contract offer and things like that. I don't think they're necessarily to be believed. I feel like Carlisle's game plan was always to wait for Stretton's contract to finish at the end of the season and then really go in with a, with a larger offer. And if they were forced into a situation where they'd have to pay a transfer fee first, that contract offer was always going to be weakened as a, as a compromise. And yeah, it was going to be difficult for us to be able to compete. So I don't think we even tried to. Uh, yeah, to there's be been compensation due to Derby anyway, even if we did let his contract run out, even if that was our plan. All right, okay. I mean, it's so you know, he's under 23, homegrown, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, obviously, Derby County they've came out and they've said that they, they opted for the money. Uh, his contract was up at the end of the season and they weren't going to renew it. Uh, Liam, you were always a bit of an advocate of Sonny Hilton. Do you feel like he got a bit of a rough time? Do you feel like he didn't maybe get enough games, enough minutes to really prove himself here? Or, or do you agree with what I said and maybe reckon going down the division is the best thing for him? Um, Sonny Hilton, I think, could do a job in League Two, just not at the top end of League Two. I think maybe National League's a bit too poor for him because he he was a good sign. Like I do think there was something there to unfair to the National League. To be honest, like I feel like you know, like there's certain teams in there that make it quite a competitive league, and there's certain teams in there that do try and play a bit of football now, and they've got they've got the the pitches to play good football on. Well, just as good as League Two teams anyway. Like, there's some terrible stadiums and pitches of fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 
you would never argue that the National League is better than League Two, would you? And and so, no. and I think he probably is good enough for League Two. I just think he was really unlucky with us because he, he came in at the season, and I I re- really really do believe that he was meant to be a starter this season. That was Paul Simpson's plan, but he came into the season, he was injured for the first few games, I think, wasn't he? Or something along those lines, coming back from an injury. Yeah, we picked up an injury early on Pre-season, in the season, whichever. Yeah. yeah. And I think after that, when we were playing so well, he just found it really, really difficult to get into the team. Then he got injured again towards the end of his loan spell. And I think he was just, he was unlucky. And because he showed glimpses of stuff. And I think if he goes on loan to like a, I don't know, a Colchester or one of these mid table League Two clubs that aren't really pushing for promotion, I think he could do a good job for them. Yeah, I mean, there's always kind of the difficulty with uh, flair players in relegation battles that if the team is set up to just focus on doing the simple things, that sometimes they can kind of like struggle. Because I've said this before about players that we've had at Carlisle. Uh, I think I said it quite a lot about Jimmy Toure because we were always in relegation battles when he was with us and he showed flashes of brilliance. But when you constantly... Yeah, and when your team's constantly on the back foot, then those are the sort of players that don't really get a look in. But, you know, I think we we did see from Hilton, I think it, it sounds like we all agree that he's kind of a decent player. Um, sometimes, especially especially when <laughs> he, looks, he looks a potentially decent player, but especially when you're kind of, uh, you know, a young loanee and there's players ahead of you, you don't always get the luxury of having a couple of bad performances and still being in the team, you're kind of like quickly out of the team if you don't, you know, if you don't do it straight away, um, which is something that if he went to a team lower down, as long as they're kind of like not proper backs against the wall, and Colchester might be a decent shout because they've shown a bit of a turnaround in form lately and might kind of like start to pull away, um, then, you know, you do kind of get to find your feet a bit more, you're not immediately dropped if you don't hit the ground running. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you'd, you'd argue, though, that the, the loss of Jack Stretton um, is a bigger loss. He, he had more minutes under his belt. He was playing more games and, and was contributing more to that starting squad, mainly, though, uh, through injuries. Wills, do, do you yeah. think that it's going to be a difficult to replace a player like Jack Stretton? Or do you think, like... He did okay. You know, it was a good loan spell, but it's not impossible to find someone better. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, you know, uh, when you get young players on loan and, you know, to be fair, uh, Derby County, are, you know, they're only one division above us. So it's maybe not fair to like lump him in with all the kind of like Premier League and high-end championship loanies. But they can be hit and miss. Uh, Stretton was more hit than miss and we were keen to keep him. I'd have been happy to keep him. He'd have played a part in the season going forward. Certainly Stockport thinks so um, and they're actually wanting to have him. And So will we kind of like find other players like that? Maybe, but you know, maybe we'll kind of go into the free, you know, free agent market and you know, bring in a player who who can actually be a contracted player from us. Um, you know, maybe you know, just looking at our own players that we're gonna, you know, our own players that you know that we're bringing through, maybe one of them gets more of a chance now. Maybe Nick Ballardo gets to kind of like creep back into contention. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, Sam Fishburne's loan spell, uh, there's been a bit of a goal drought, but he recently got to break it uh, at the weekend. I think they went six games without a goal at Morpeth Town. Uh, and then Sam Fishburne on the weekend just uh, took in one away, slotting in, in the six-yard box. So it's nice to see him back amongst the goals on that loan spell. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, there's, there's a gap, though. There's still a gap, you know. Yeah, it would be nice to see Nick Bellardo kind of come through, but there is... It, it's it's a big gaping gap because of the injuries that are still there. So, yeah. you know, it, it, there's definitely something that needs to happen. Liam, how do you feel about the, the sort of quickness of the deal uh, between Derby County and, and, and Stockport County? It, it felt really quickly. Was that a little, a little bit bizarre? Or are you you're sort of getting used to that uh, as, as a young football fan uh, like, like you are yourself with your ear to the ground with the rest <laughs> of them? <laughs> I doubt it was done in an afternoon. Like, it seemed to sound like you know because it, it, it was very much a matter of like he's gone and now he's signed for Stockport County literally like half an hour later or something like that it was really really quick I'd imagine that's it probably been going on behind the scenes for a while but I just think I think he's going to be more of a long-term thing we've missed out on rather than having an immediate impact on our season him going because I feel like Stockport County have bought him because he's a player with a lot of potential like you're right when you say he's only in the team because of injuries. Because I think if we had a fully fit Amari Patrick and a Ryan Edmondson, I don't think he'd be playing at all. It's just a little bit frustrating that this is a player that I think in a couple of years' time is going to be really, really good, and we're going to look at it and think what could Paul Simpson have got out of him if we'd just paid them little, that little bit more for the wages. If that if that is to be believed, you know there is, like you said, it could not be true. But yeah, it's quick. It's a little bit of a gut punch, but. I don't think what would he get two goals in like twenty odd games he played, and that those two goals were in the same game. So you know them two goals, you, it isn't impossible for a team pushing for promotion in League Two to replace because that will be a a, a big drag for players coming in, like I don't know, Jorgana for example, a, a good striker coming in. It's it's a bit of a pull for us being up at the top end of the league, and I think a striker with two goals we can easily replace that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're the outs, you know. Not too many casualties thus far, um, but just loan terminations, and and uh, doesn't seem like there's been any interest in the in the way of offers yet for any of our players. So uh, I mean, fingers crossed. You know, Simo was quite good at keeping his his double back to back promotion winning team together not really get, getting anyone getting rid of anyone in those January transfer windows being able to keep all of those players until the summer um, so I mean hopefully that'll be a very similar process now for Simo but we'll move on to the transfer ins and there's been two of the laws in the way of loans as well um, not direct replacements though necessarily the first one is a left-sided centre-back slash left back. Um, they don't really know a lot about Jack Robinson apart from the fact that he was playing at Yeovil Town last season. He made 17 appearances towards the end of Yeovil Town's campaign. Um, he's out of contract at the end of the season. Gav Skelton's recently came out and said go out, grab your opportunity and you might earn yourself a deal at the end of this. And uh, I feel like that's a quite a juicy prospect for somebody that has been spoken about quite highly over at Middlesbrough. I think, Liam, you've heard something from a Middlesbrough fan who rates this guy quite highly. Uh, I mean, like, how, how, do you, 
how have you had a chance to have a look at him? Have you had a chance to have a look at him? How do you feel about him coming into the squad? And he's being told, by the way, he's being told he has to earn his spot. He's not walking into a position just because he's come from Middlesbrough. Uh, how do we feel? Uh, I, I think it's a difficult one to judge right now. Middlesbrough fans seem to rate him highly, but you hear that from every sort of young loan player coming down. You know, I remember when Elias Sorensen came in and Newcastle fans were saying, oh, he's the next best thing. Yeah. Clearly wasn't. You know, you hear that from every single loan player that comes down from like a, a sort of championship Premier League team. So I really don't know. But the big difference in him from a lot of these you like youth loanies in the past is that he has had an experience of going and playing first team football. Like from what I hear, Yeovil fans seem to quite like him. He's done quite well down there. Um, and I, he's one of the ones where, like you said, he's not walking into the team. Like it's very difficult to take, take what is he like a left back, left centre back, one of the yeah. two. I think maybe in a back five he'll probably be that left centre back, which is John Mellish. And you're not taking John Mellish out of that team at all, are you really? So it's very difficult to see him sort of starting there. Maybe at left back, Jack Armour, but he's been playing really well as well. That's the that's the difficulty with coming into a team that are doing as well as Carlisle are is that it's going to be really, really tough for him to get into the team. I was, I'm was, i thinking maybe Morgan Feeney seems to be having a few um, injury issues this season. You know, Paul Huntington's been solid, but it's it's maybe just a matter of if someone gets injured, you come in and prove your worth. And I think that's, re- that's really going to be the, the telling of his season, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Will's... Yeah. We did kind of talk about it last week that we needed somebody to come in and fill this kind of position for cover, really, yeah. because I don't think we can necessarily do better uh, than a back line right now of Huntington, Mellish and Feeney. I don't think there's necessarily yeah. a better back three <clears throat> out there right now. And where we are in the league uh, quite fairly reflects that. Uh, I think like the inconsistencies that we've had to go through at the right back and position is unfortunately where we've made a few mistakes and um, what my question is to you sir yeah. is is this adequate cover are you happy with this in Simo do you trust this young ambitious left-sided left-back who, who might be able to fight his way through and earn a spot and a contract at the end of the year yeah I mean I wouldn't necessarily expect him to fight his way through this season <clears throat> and the decision on a contract might not be dependent on him actually making the first team because he's of an age and he's got potential and I think maybe we're just looking at this as this is a good way to provide cover because you know we don't want to move any of the players that he could potentially replace um, Remelish. it's good to have cover but it's also good to have potential and to have a player that we can you know that we've now got six months to look at him and if he's a player we can add to our squad then in six months time you know we'll have that extra knowledge on him um think of like when we signed Jack Armour okay we brought Jack Armour in on a permanent from the start but um you know we kind of like he didn't come in really with much of a chance to uh, to get into the starting line he did in the end through injury but it's just kind of it's kind of being able to have that cover that's 
not signing an older player like, like say, Kelvin Meller, who you're just going to have and then probably release at the end of the season and not really get anything out of other than having that little bit of cover. This way we can actually, you know, we can be doing two things. We can be looking to the future while providing a little bit of cover in an area where we don't have a lot of cover. We haven't needed a lot of cover, but it's, you know, uh, going into the second half of the season, it's best to have as much cover as you can. So, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a smart move. It, you know, if it does turn out to be decent. Yeah, I feel it's one of them moves that, like, in, it's it's one of them in Simo we trust moves. It's just sort of like, I imagine we've got him on one of those deals where Middlesbrough's playing a bit of his wage and and we're paying a bit of his wage, so it's not really costing the club enough. And it's a, it's a punt. It's just a it's just a cheeky punt to see if he is as good as what the Middlesbrough fans say he really is. Uh, the other uh, guy in terms of recruitment, the other player is Alfie McCalmut, who's on loan from Leeds, who's been described as a deep lying playmaker midfielder. Um, He's had previous loans with Oldham, where he made 32 appearances, scoring eight goals. So that sounds quite good. And then he had a loan spell with Markham, where he had 26 appearances, only scored one goal. But a deep line playmaker scoring uh, nine goals in two seasons—that's pretty good. That you know, that's pretty good stats. And um, he, he comes with a bit of experience, uh, which is really good as well. And also, his contract's up at the end of the season, and uh, I guess they'll just kind of see where that goes as well. Wills, Yeah, it's only been announced a couple of hours ago, so I don't expect you've been able to do a whole lot of research. And uh, as Liam, being perhaps the younger and uh, more abled funds on the old technology, he might have his uh, finger on the pulse a bit more. I imagine Liam has a, has a bit more of an opportunity and a, and a bit more information. So I'll go to you first, Wills. Just yeah. first impressions. It's a direct replacement for Sonny Hilton. No? Yeah? Is that um... Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't have a, you know, full idea of what his natural position is because you know you look up these players and they just kind of describe them as a midfielder or say deep lying midfield. I don't think Sonny Hilton was deep lying, so don't think that's really a comparison. I I, I was aware he's been at Oldham, and I've seen a few people kind of like getting slightly excited about this signing on Facebook. I don't know what reason that is like you know what they know that I don't but like I say I know he's been on loan to Oldham um in Simo we trust can we just say that <laughs> just do that one <laughs> I mean um yeah I mean how do you feel about it Liam have you had a bit more chance of a scope at him uh obviously his previous loan spells as we've mentioned how do you feel about this signing I'm a lot more excited about this one than I am with the Robinson signing from Middlesbrough um I think you say in his his past few loan spells, you, you know, Morecambe in League One, he played quite a lot of games. But the really impressive one is when he was at Oldham. He scored eight league goals, like you said, but he scored another two in the cup. So he's he's got into double figures for a season while being on loan, while being only I think twenty twenty one at the time. You know, the, the thing of him being out of contract at the end of the season is really interesting because I would really like to get him. He's also a Northern Ireland international. He played against. Ukraine, I think it was. He's played four times for the national team, like the genuine first team national team. I'm not talking about Josh Coyote in the under 21s yeah. or anything like that. He's actually playing first team international football, which is something you've got to look at and think. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's been a long time. You know, we've had Dean Furman or something in the past, but I think it's a, a good <laughs> thing for him playing because he's playing in 
no offense to this the sort of African football system, but it's a, a big thing playing in international European <laughs> competitions. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this one to be honest with you, and he, I think he suits the system a lot more than what Sonny Hilton did. He he strikes me as a kind of Callum guy sort of player where he's d- described as deep lying, but he all he pushes forward a lot. He's very much like Callum guy from what I've seen. He gets forward. He he's got good tackle on him, and I think he's more of a replacement for Sonny Hilton than people realise because I think Sonny Hilton was too attacking for Paul Simpson's system. So he's yeah. learnt from getting he's Paul Simpson's learnt from getting Sonny Hilton and brought in a player that suits his system a little bit more. Plus, you've got to add that to the Taylor Charters injury as well. He'll probably cover for that. And he's one that I expect to see maybe a little bit more of than the left back because obviously the injury we've got in the midfield, Sonny Hilton going as well. I can see him probably starting a few games this season. Yeah, I mean, they're the transfer ins and outs, but there's been plenty of rumours in the old rumour mill. But normally, they these rumour mills always revolve around players coming back to the club in one way or another. And the, the two names that really, really seem to be topping most people's wish lists or most people's rumour mill lists are Joe Garner and Ryan Bowman. Joe Garner currently with Fleetwood has 23 appearances this season, only scoring three goals. That's in Cups and League games. And then Ryan Bowman who's had 22 appearances, only scored in two games uh, for Shrewsbury. That's the same, that's Cups and League games. I mean, they're both in the 30s. You'd say Joe Garner being 34, he's, he's not necessarily the target man kind of striker you think Simo might be looking for, but there's a lot of people that are like, pinning him down, pinning the hopes down on him. Um, and and if, if, are one of you guys hoping for Joe Garner to come back? Is that a rumour that excites you? Do one of you guys want to jump in there? I haven't done any research on Joe Garner. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. I mean, uh, you're shaking your head there, so Liam, you're just sort of thinking. No, he's a little bit. He's a little bit past it. I think. I think yeah. he's, he's he's served his time at Carlisle. I think. He, I'm I'm not opposed to it. He's not a player that really excites me, to be honest. But I think he's got more goals this season than Stretton had, and people were disappointed about him leaving. <laughs> so you know, and that's and this is in the division above as well. He's been playing in League One. Both of these strikers have. But uh, yeah, Joe Garner he could come in maybe as a replacement for Stretton. But uh, you know, it, it's not massively exciting like some people seem to think it is. You'd say Ryan. It's Bowman. a nostalgia one for Carlisle. It is. It's yeah. another nostalgia one. And it'll be it, it, you know, one. and like he's returned before and generated excitement. So that's kind of like that's kind of got people just kind of like longing for the. Old days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it does, maybe it does. But yeah. I mean, Ryan Bowman, for me, it makes more sense. Like, not only the fact that yeah. you're putting the Cumbrians back together, that's a big thing for Simo. He is a genuine Cumbrian, you know. Mm-hmm. Bowman, Garner, not so. Um, and then you're talking about the sort of player that Simo wants to bring into the side, the, the target man to maybe replace Edmore for a couple of games and, and give you that option to play alongside Dennis. And I think... You know, he gives you that with his over six foot frame and uh, he's not necessarily too too slow either. So, yeah, I feel like that's that's more exciting for me. Uh, you guys, Wills, is, is that is that a better yeah. one on paper for you, Bowman? Yeah, I think it kind of like fits the bill of the sort of striker that we might be looking for, especially, you know, with the injury to Edmondson. Um, it's, it's not been on great goal-scoring form this season, which is why I've heard that Shrewsbury are willing to let go. But he scored 10 goals for them last season in, in League One and um, 
well, 13 if you include Cubs. Mm. And then last time he was in League Two was with Exeter the season before and he scored 14 goals. So, you know, he's got it in him to score goals, particularly at this level. And these are in recent seasons. Um, you know, you kind of hope as well, um, if we're going in for him, the him being a local lad and he, you know, is he's, he's worked with both Simo and Greg Abbott before. Uh, might you know might work in our favour if we get into negotiations with him, and you know if he can come in and score a bunch of goals as well, it just kind of like avoid us having to rely too much on Christian Dennis, who has really kind of like, you know he's got the lion's share of our goals so far this season, Dennis, and we don't really have any other regular goal scorer who's gotten off the ground much. Um, was it Edmondson? Might have been that if he's, you know, he hadn't had so such issues with injury. Same with Amari Patrick, but you know, both of them have had issues with injury. It was the second top goal scorer at Carlisle this season. Uh, it's Owen Moxon. Ah, I was kind of hoping it was going to be Callum Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Callum Guy's third. Uh, I mean, yeah, Owen quite, Moxon's yeah. got o- o- Owen Moxon's got four. Callum Guy's got three, and then Christian Dennis has like fourteen, so yeah. or thirteen. So, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, Brian Bowman on paper does that interest you more, Liam, than the Joe Garner, thirty-one years old as opposed to a thirty-four-year-old? Yeah, like it. He's coming to that age now where he may, might need to drop down maybe one division come to Carlisle. Obviously, he's from Carlisle, which I... I is from Carlisle? I know he's from Cumbria. Is he, he... Yeah, he's born in he's Carlisle. In the, uh, he's born in, in he Carlisle. Was, he was in our youth team, um, played he, a few games. Yeah, below me. Yeah, yeah below me. <laughs> I, went to, I went to school with him. <laughs> but I didn't go to school with him. He was in the year below me at school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I like the look of him. He's, you know, big. I think he's a direct sort of Ryan Edmondson sort of comparison I think that's the player you compare him to the most with us maybe he serves as like because you know Ryan Edmondson is still quite a young player maybe helping him along a bit um sort of serving there as a bit of like a bit of inspiration for him maybe but yeah he's yeah. done it before at this level he's done it before in the league above so yeah I think he looks a good sign and yeah. if, if if we do sign him that is but uh yeah I like him and I, I just like the thing of um Cumbrian players playing for Carlisle. That that's the thing that excites me the most with that. It it, it yeah. does mean a lot to the fans and it means a lot to Simo. So yeah, I'd like to see this one come off. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see it come off just because it does feel like they're putting like a nice little puzzle together and the more Cumbrian players they get in and they make sense, you know what I mean? They're not just pulling them, they're really yeah. quality players. And I do feel like what I used to like about Bowman when he did play is that he could, when he came on, he could go left or he could go right. Do you know what I mean? Or or he or he go up front. It 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 didn't matter what side of the attack he was on. I feel like yeah. if, even if he's a part of a front two, that really complements it. If you're the target man, because you know you can go left side of the other guy or right side of the other guy, you can pop up on either side of him. It just makes you that bit more versatile and bit more threatening to to any kind of defensive line. And the last big rumor. That's uh, that's been circulating is a bit juicy. Uh, it's a it's a nineteen year old, so it's it's a completely different direction to to the other ones. And we know no, we've not we've not seen him before at Brunton Park. Uh, I'm talking about a man called John Kmani Jordan. Uh, he's been playing in the Premier League too, and uh, we I mean we all know how I kind of feel about that. But fourteen <laughs> appearances, eleven goals. I mean, yay! Good for you. Um, I mean, hopefully, 
hopefully he's going to get a, a proper opportunity uh, somewhere to really go out and impress. And uh, I mean, it's I, I don't know why this would be a thing. I don't know why it's such a strong rumour. But I mean, like, it seems like it would be interesting, more interesting than uh, perhaps that lad we had on loan from Norwich last season. I mean, this guy seems to really be hitting the ground running. Liam, you have a little bit of background knowledge in Premier League too. Um, do you know anything about this guy or does, does at least this prospect kind of excite you at all? Uh, I, I I just think he's another one of those players that does well at um, Premier League too and he, he needs to come and prove himself. Some of them transition really well, some of them don't. I keep going back to the example of Sorensen, but I think he had a very similar record in Premier League too. I'm sorry, Sorensen, if you listen to this. You're just a very, you're just a very good example. He's just a very good example to keep going back to as a, almost a warning of how these players can happen. It's a long way from home as well. You know, London to Carlisle. It's, you know, you're literally on the other side of the country. Combine that with it's another lone player and. You know, we can't have, I think it's very dangerous having three loan players come in in January. But, you know, some people seem to be very excited by him. It seems like a very strong rumour. Alan Nixon seems to think it's going to happen. Um, and there's, a, you know, I always like these rumours when they come from sort of rumour pages from the club where they come from. Like when, um, like when we signed Edmondson, that rumour burst from a Leeds United page. You know, like, and this seems to be coming from Crystal Palace sources. You know, it's coming from their side. So I think it's a very bizarre rumour for them to make up. So there must be some truth in it. Uh, Yeah, if he comes, I hope he does really well. But he's one of those ones where it's like, he's another lone player. We'll just see how it turns out sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> that's the attitude, isn't it, Wills? We've been around the block a little bit uh, longer and you've seen these young youth strikers on loan come and go and play 12 games and score one goal and maybe like the second appearance, which then earns them another 10 appearances. And, you know, we, we've seen them all before. Is this another prime example of that? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that anyone, you know, that everyone is just a complete punt. I'm sure that Simo and Greg Abbott have done their research and have reason to expect that he'll do well for us. Uh, but, the, you know, there's always the chance that they're just unable to, at least this season, make the step up from Premier League 2. But, you know, we, we kind of like... Do need to be looking to strengthen in places. Um, I think. Um, what sort of position is he? Is he an attacking midfielder? Is he already a striker? Like a striker winger sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, to be fair, in a way, it doesn't really matter what position he is. We just kind of need to. Just kind of need to look and see what options there are, and if if Greg Abbott identifies someone and. The and the money will be right, and we think that we can use him. Um, because you know, we're coming into the second half of the season, and there's going to be a lot of clubs looking to massively strengthen, especially given how close it is. So, um, hopefully, you know, I, th I think there's been more hits than misses since Simo's been in charge. So, yeah, you know, hopefully, yeah, he can come fair. in and be a hit if you know, if indeed the rumors are true, they <laughs> might not be. Yeah. Hopefully things uh, pan out for him and his future. Uh, and he's probably not listening to this, so he probably hasn't heard us like 
you know, slag off Premier League too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, they're just the transfer rumours. None of these things have, uh, have really been, uh, well, they're just rumours. All these things are just rumours. But we're going to go on to just basically, perhaps, the potential of creating some more rumours. Um, because... <laughs> <laughs> because we've gone out there into the world and identified a few transfer targets for Carlisle United. Now, normally, gentlemen, I go a little bit outlandish with these kind of things, don't I? Uh, and on this occasion, I've decided to try and keep it right back. Uh, and I've done a little bit of research as well. And the first position I'm going to go for, the first transfer target I'm going to go for, and it's a little bit out of left field, so that's why I'm going to dive in there, because I don't think you guys will have this down, is a goalkeeper, an experienced goalkeeper, a 33-year-old goalkeeper. Um, the reasons I want to bring in an experienced goalkeeper, you might ask. You know, maybe Hoyley might have a crisis of conscience and maybe he might be suffering a bit of a crisis of conscience uh, right about now. And maybe he needs uh, the, one of those old sets of hands to sort of like jump in there when they have to, someone who's reliable. And I'm talking about a young, uh, well, a 33-year-old, so not such a young man, uh, but I'm talking about a goalkeeper from Wrexham called <laughs> Rob, oh. Rob Leighton. That's right. You might have thought I was going to say another name, but no, I'm talking about a goalkeeper <laughs> called Rob Leighton. Uh, he won on his first season, Wrexham's Player of the Year 2019. And, and before the takeover, before the money, he was Wrexham's number one uh, until he went through an injury. And during that injury, he just he was getting rushed back a lot of field. The goalkeeper cover was quite poor and he kept getting injured and injured. But now they've done and got a proper replacement, didn't they? They went and stole our goalkeeper, um, Mark Howard. So now they've got a proper replacement for him. We know how good Mark Howard was. We, we, he was our player of the year last year. So like a lot of us would have liked to have actually kept him at Carlisle United. So I don't think it's really that bad to say that Mark Howard's able to keep you out of a team. So I don't think it's that bad for us to go for a number two-ish but potentially somebody that can step into a number one position. And I'm nominating Rob Layton from Wrexham. His contract's up at the end of the season. They've got five goalkeepers on the books at Wrexham right now. Like I said, Howard's maybe going to get one because he's been the first team goalkeeper all season. But, you know, the other lads are like 22, 21 years old and they've got contracts that are going into next, you know, the season after next as well. So, yeah, that's why I've gone for, for Rob Layton. I feel like it's a good prospect um i like that one uh, does anyone else like it <laughs> i can't see us replacing the keeper that's my only problem whether we should or shouldn't we, i don't think we're going to do it yeah <laughs> yeah will yeah um no i agree with liam i don't i i don't think it's I don't think it's a good idea to replace your goalkeeper part way through the season and let's just I'm not talking about replacing even... well, 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 I don't because in case Thomas is listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about I'm not talking about replacing the goalkeeper. I'm talking about just giving him like a just a better better backup, you know? Well, we don't know what Kelly's like really. I quite like <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> And we don't know if Kelly's listening. Yeah. Was... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair comments. Fair comments. Well, have you got any better wills? What have you got uh, for your transfer uh, target? Have you got one? 
no, um, I haven't really, I haven't really had time, unfortunately, to look and see what sort of players are available. So I've no, you know, I've no idea. No, I've no was... idea who's even out there. Yeah, I mean, it is difficult to sort of search about. I had to spend a good bit of time doing it. Uh, Liam, did you find anyone that you'd like to bring in? I've got a striker, a midfielder, and a keeper. Okay, okay. In mind, which which one do you want to hear first? Let's go for the striker. Striker, familiar name, a lot of troubles at his club. Bring Ashley Nadison back. I want to see him back at Carlisle. I just things are going so awful at Crawley. <laughs> <laughs> that I think just and he's not been playing. He's one of the players that, that they've got an issue where three of the first team players just haven't been involved at all. I'm I, I'm not sure if he's one of them, but he hasn't played a game in quite a while, Madison. And it's it's not because he's injured, as far as I know. So I think he might be one that that's, that there's a lot of unrest at that club at the minute with the owners. Who who saw that coming? Eh? But like, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that video seems. Thought so it was going to go well. so well. I'm looking forward to playing them again. <laughs> what do they call us? The cum brains. Cum, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, who would have known? <laughs> yeah, bring him back. Bring him back. It it sounds an easy deal to to do because I don't think he wants to be there anymore. So just bring him home. Bring him back to Carlisle. If you don't, if you don't end up getting Joe Garner or. Um, the other one that I've just forgot the name of, bit of a brain fart. Bowman. But uh, Bowman, that's the one. If you don't end up getting either of them, bring Ashley Addison back, I think. And he's still only quite, you know, he's, he's in his prime now, 27, 28, I think he is. So he seems a good option for me. I'd bring him back. I mean, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound terrible, but I just feel like he might have a few more juicier propositions um, rather than coming back here. Because like you said, he didn't maybe. miss it. You know, it... it Maybe, maybe, and that might be the that might be the only contradiction. But also because I have a striker that I'd like to bring in from my rumour mill. Oh, by the way, you're not the first person that I've seen actually mention Nadison's name. Uh, but you might. I'm not the first person to mention this person's name. I'm talking about Joshua Kiyode, uh, bringing him back. He's gone to Morecambe, hasn't he? Has he just gone today? Did he go the other day? Oh, but no, was, that's Simu. No, sorry, I'm getting mixed no, up. Yeah, is Coyote just no, still at Rotherham? Coyote, no, Coyote's at Rotherham, but he's on loan at MK Dons. He's only had ah. six games six games at MK Dons, which is, I believe, less yeah. appearances and less minutes than Sonny Hilton had at Carlisle. So there wouldn't mm. be begrudgement <laughs> if someone was to terminate someone's loan. Uh, and you would say being sort of terminated from that kind of team, you might want to run a game somewhere with uh, your old friend, and your old buddies, and yeah, I feel like it, you know, it might be it might be a good one for him to bring in. Um, another decent one, very similar to the Amari uh, Patrick deal, where brought somebody in in January, gave him an 18 month contract. I don't feel like that would be completely out of the question with this one. And Liam, who else have you got? Midfielder, Izzy Brown. Uh, I was going to say Izzy Brown he was in my start of the season <laughs> summer one I was going to say Izzy Brown yeah okay go on go on I just, love Izzy Brown just I like him as a player he was at Chelsea injuries have wrecked his career I think he was at Preston North End he's left there you know it, it wouldn't be you know we, we've definitely done it before where we've nicked a Preston flop like that, that's not unheard of <laughs> you know you know it, it's close i think we can do it and it, it, he doesn't have a club at all at the minute so he's a free agent seems an easy one to do i think it's taken a chance on a player because he's been injured for so long but he's one of the ones that went, if he comes back 
to to where he was once upon a time, then he I will be a good player for us. In a way, like yeah, he'd be so good. Yeah, he'd be so good. He'd be so good. Wills, uh, does, does yeah. is he Brown? You a fan? Um, I've not heard of him. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I did see him on the, on, the, on, the, on the summer one. Like you were there when I said it on the summer one. Oh yeah, that's months ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you will have heard of him when he's top score scorer in League Two next season for Carlo. Ah, I'll well, tell you that much. <laughs> hey, League One next season. Uh, oh, you get Jeff. Very true. Very true. <laughs> um, and then yeah, you said you had a goalkeeper as well, Liam, to round it off on. Yeah, I mentioned him in the summer one as well. I think you know. I'm going to say this is just. Will Yaskalainen. <laughs> I just, I just quite like him, and he, and he, has, he hasn't Aaron, cleared. What at happened all. to? We don't need another goal game. <laughs> no, I agree, I, agree with that. I agree with that massively. You know, no, I never said we shouldn't do it. I said we won't do it. I said, I said we won't do it. I didn't say we shouldn't. Uh, we definitely shouldn't. I am saying that now, but. Um, yeah, I think if if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it right. And he's another one of these young ones that you could maybe oh, take a punt Ron on. Nathan's not doing it right, is it? That oh, no, okay. he's too old. He's too old. I think ah. if you're gonna bring in, if you're gonna bring in a keeper, you've got to do it for the long term. I think now, if because I don't know, I don't know, I, I I don't think we'll do it, and I don't really think that we should. But I think it was just one of them names that I wanted to bring back up. Yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 rounds off the transfer rumors. You are the biggest Wills Yaskalainen fan I've ever yeah. met. <laughs> <laughs> Football manager just sings to you. <laughs> oh, agreed, agreed, agreed. I mean, on on that note, really, there's not really anything left to say apart from bye for now. Bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Say bye, Wills. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.